Hi everyone, you're listening to FemPower's Changemaker series. I'm your host Nitya Samani. Today we have a very exciting entrepreneur with us, Priyanka Banerjee. Uh, from media and entertainment so priyanka banerjee is the founder and ceo of leo gold productions a content creation company her firm has pioneered the introduction of theater for learning and edutainment to corporate india and has played a large role in revolutionizing internal communication with the arts as a theater and film writer and director Priyanka and her team have staged over 70 shows across India staging productions to explore various gender sensitive issues so with that i'd like to introduce priyanka you actually founded leo girl right after or maybe even during your undergraduate right yes so can you tell us a little bit about what that process was like and um, any specific challenges you faced to starting up early and how you overcame them So entrepreneurship was never on the cards it was not something i wanted to do i chanced upon it by actually i mean i have a mum who's worked in hr uh, all her life you know over 25 years she's head hr for various companies um, in india and as well as in the middle east and basically she had uh, the, the 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 employer that she was with at the time they had this requirement for a short theater skit kind of a thing um because they were looking to explore gender diversity and she literally told me that you know we don't have much of a budget but we they need something so do you want to try because she knew i was you know i loved theater and i was studying and all of that so i said okay sure and i literally teamed up with my theater teacher at the time and just brought in another actor another professional actor and i was a complete novice and we did the show at her at her organization because i guess um, even though i was just 17 or 18 i was able to speak and act like i was older so it didn't matter and uh, we did the show and everybody loved it in the audience and um, i ended up getting very randomly some calls from companies i mean i think my first uh, proper client was johnson and johnson so they called us up saying that you know we've heard that you did this at um, at uh, i mean i can't name the company but we, 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 we you've done this there so you know could you maybe come and um, look at this for us like could you do this for us as well and i mean i'm like all of 17 so i have no idea how this works and what you're supposed to do so that was a space where i think my my mom really helped me out because she obviously knew that i didn't know head or tail of how invoicing works or how you're supposed to charge for something like this or anything like that so it started that way that's how the ball got rolling because i think the first client itself was like an mnc and um, you know the foot in the door was like that and so i was able to kind of um, pitch that and move forward and do it much more i think it's only when i approached the end of my college life where i was like you know without even trying we've managed to do um you know such big clients and do such good work so what if i actually tried you know then maybe something could um something better could come out of it and then that's when i kind of decided to make it a proper you know registered entity and work on it as an entrepreneur so i think uh, the key challenge was the just that i didn't have an entrepreneur's mindset or maybe i think i didn't have because um, you know i was a creative so i just felt like you know i don't know how to do all of this and i don't know why uh, i mean i i really just wanted to be like one of those bohemian artists and you know kind of assist other directors and not really set up anything of my own uh, but that's how it all started i think it's so great that you had your mom's support through this whole process you know even though she wasn't maybe like a very formal mentor it's always great to have someone close to you that's just behind you through everything because 
a lot of entrepreneurs are such creative uh, people like you were saying but they're not business people you know and you're one of the mm-hmm. lucky entrepreneurs that actually started with mnc's as clients because that's all like that's an rule <laughs> for most entrepreneurs so that's just really really great um so leo girl creates concise 45 minute play productions followed by powerful curated discussions to explore issues such as gender diversity women leadership prevention of sexual harassment lgbt sensitization employee engagement and generational diversity within organizations using the power of storytelling so how much importance do you think companies in india give to training employees on social issues surrounding these themes and how do you think the importance of these concepts has really evolved over you know your 5 6 years in the industry right so i think actually that i got um, once again fortunate to um, start out on my journey just about when corporate india was beginning to take diversity and inclusion seriously um so in the last couple of years itself i would say in the last decade or even i mean even lesser than that the last 5 years um you know corporate india mainly the mncs from their global um, you know headquarters they started getting a mandate that you know diversity and inclusion has to become a priority um so they you know were they had this mandate and they knew they had to do something with it and the way that corporates um, have their learning and development um developed is they basically bring in a consultant or they'll bring in trainers to kind of hold uh, training programs around the subject but i think where we came in is we were an innovative medium to do that because what happens is diversity and inclusion cannot be taught to you it has to appeal to your emotions so the idea that you have to treat someone different from you equally and include them you know in what you do and include them whether it is to do with promotions or helping them out in uh, at their work or doing anything like that or you know kind of helping them build their career whatever is it, it is that you need to do at work that has to come from within it's not something that someone can make you sit down in a training program and teach you and what happens with theater is it's a very nice way of emotionalizing the content you know coming into corporate india and doing it through theater number one i think it was novel for them because uh, very few of them obviously have theater shows happen in their organization they might have street plays and all but i think our differentiator was that we do a proper production we set up a stage we have lights we have mics you know we don't just do it um, on the office floor as a street play we yeah. do it like a proper show that they would watch like an event and the idea is that post the show uh, we also have a facilitation or a discussion and that's where the training element comes in so we'll bring in a very learned person or a subject matter expert on that topic of dni and we bring them in and get them to speak to the audience you know because then again that's familiar for them at the end of the day even if they watch something that's edutainment Uh, which is education and entertainment at the end of the day they should have that one person that cements all the ideas of the play for them and uh, yeah that's how we started it out and i think uh, it um, it really made a difference i think to a lot of our clients in being able to start a conversation so i'll give you an example you know um, when the entire lgbt uh, you know thing was happening here with section 377 in india uh we of course initially it was illegal firstly to be um, a homosexual and so you can imagine that corporates in corporate india had no idea whether they should even be looking at this wing of diversity yeah. because in our country uh, it's illegal but we had a client and uh, i can name them actually namura who reached out to us saying that look we know the political scenario is not great and we don't know what is going to happen here with the legality 
but we want to do something around diversity and inclusion um, and specifically LGBT. So can you write something for us, which can be like a show we can do for our employees, which will get them to start thinking about this? And they said, can you write something for us that will sensitize the audience and also doesn't get in the way of any legalities or doesn't end up saying anything that will upset the legal team? So we did something like that for them. And gender diversity is also just the first step, right? There's so many more aspects to diversity and inclusion and we're just now embarking on that journey. But so, um, right. and I completely recognize the how effective theater is as a mode of communication because I also did a lot of theater classes in college and like you said, the emotional connection to what's actually happening in front of you really helps drill down that understanding and acceptance more of uh, different communities and different types of people. Because, uh, you know, just hiring a diverse workforce is, is one thing, but then actually being able to make them feel included and comfortable in the workplace is a whole other ballgame, right? And that's where the actual yeah. challenge ra- lies. So I think that's yeah. so great what you're doing. and. Um, you know, like your latest uh, venture as a director is a movie called Devi, uh, which is a powerful shot on women and sisterhood starring Kajol, Neha Dupia, Shruti Hassan and a few other dynamic artists. And uh, just for the sake of the audience, the film actually released on the 2nd of March this year on Royal Stag Barrel, select large short films and got over 15 million views in just a month, which is the first for any Indian short film ever. So can you talk also a little bit about your work in this public short film space and uh, some more about your project, Devi? Yeah, sure. So, um, so basically, Devi came out of an idea of basically, you know, listening to so many um, violence against women cases and uh, just in general, you know, human rights violation cases that we all hear about. And especially in India, you hear of some really gruesome ones. Um, I just thought that, you know, let me think of like a scenario because I mean, I am a fan of theater of the absurd and all of that because of the theater that I have studied and the texts I've studied. Um, so, you know, this play No Exit by Jean-Paul Sartre, he basically writes a play about a bunch of people that are in purgatory and are talking to each other in this space of like, they're not entirely dead, but they haven't moved on to heaven either, you know, so they're in that middle space. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always found that idea very interesting. And I thought, what if we kind of bring together all the cases I've heard of over a period of time? And what if these women were in a room, which is purgatory like, and were talking to each other, you know, what would they really say? So the idea came from there. And I think I really wanted them to be, um, you know, very uh, relatable as women and not necessarily angelic just because, um, you know, they had this happen to them because that's another issue that happens. We tend to paint these, um, you know, women or these victims as these, you know, like angelic beings who did not mind this happening to them. There was no need for that because they were just regular people who wanted to get, um, you know, to 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 their to their homes or get to work or whatever it is, wherever it is that it happened. And they were, I mean, they could have had their flaws and they could be, in fact, very angry that this happened to them. If you were to ask them, you know. So I wanted to really capture that anger in the film. And so you see all these women fighting with each other and they're very nasty to each other. They have no empathy, despite having everyone everyone having gone through the same thing. 
they have no empathy for that and they're in fact comparing each other's tragedies and comparing whose horse is you know bigger than my horse and all of that's going on in the room um and yeah i mean for me i always try to like i told you from the start i've always known that i'm a very right brain and a very creative person uh, inherently so despite what my company does uh, outside of that i try to always look for opportunities where i can collaborate with other production houses other agencies write and direct things for them because you know that becomes a learning ground for me and i'm able to get the experience of working under someone so um you know doing these kind of things like even devi you know getting on that set uh, i think i got i made myself very uncomfortable because i was literally working with a listers um you know like kajol ma'am and all of them who are i yeah. mean of course they are wonderful and they didn't do anything to make me uncomfortable but the yeah. idea was that um you know to kind of do something that uh, will just shake me up and you know make me do something very different from the comfort zone i was in with my uh, company where you can just start thinking that oh look at me i'm an entrepreneur i'm so great this and that and then you know you'll go to a set where three people are like yelling at you and you have no control of anything and then you kind of come down to come down to mother earth so i think at least for me personally that um that worked well uh, and then of course the film did well which was very it was great validation for me because i knew that okay even without like a client brief or something like that if i wrote something purely creatively um, you know it could do well and it can connect with people so i think that was um, that's that's kind of how that happened and uh, that's how it helped me it's really great that you get to you know explore all these different elements of your passion within uh the umbrella of your company because i guess as an entrepreneur that's that flexibility you get and so that's great and obviously the success of this film shows the importance of such a topic in india and i feel like you're absolutely right about this um over victimization of the victim a lot of the times this lack of empathy is something that the person develops you know like the victim develops because um the the trauma really suppresses like certain parts of your brain that are linked to emotions and empathy i think that's yeah. like so spot on and just a more accurate and relatable portrayal of the whole situation um so i think that project's great and for all our listeners if you haven't watched it please do go watch devi um so you know just to like wrap up with this one last question um edutainment is a booming space in india now like people are definitely realizing the value of just using entertainment to educate people because it holds more attention span and has more impact so you've been in this space for a while now do you have any advice for people that are starting up in this industry on how to stand out from their competition start out by making something that you think will will genuinely entertain people and also try to embed some learnings into it and uh, don't go f- go with the umbrella term of oh it's edutainment so i must make something that is a mix of education and entertainment don't go with this mechanical format because at the end of the day you are trying to create something entertaining and that is what people remember you know even if you taught them a lot but they were bored through it they will not think of it as a great show or event or video or whatever but if they, if they, if you if they were entertained they wouldn't mind having not learned as much you know <laughs> that's kind of how most people are when they're consuming any form of um, you know video content or anything like that try and do something i think that engages them that will hold them not necessarily something that is making them laugh or that is um, you know making them cry you don't need to go into those extremes but it should hold them they should not feel like going out of the room or they should not feel like you know picking up their phone as long as you're able to do that um you know you'll be able to subtly put in a lot of messaging for them 
and this subtle messaging is very important because people don't like being preached at you know if yeah. they are being told that they are not coming for a training program they are coming for a theater show um in my case or if whatever or if they are being told that it's not training instead you're being asked to watch this film uh, they are expecting something different so they should not be coming in there and getting more of the same where it's just in a film format they are getting a list of pointers of what they should be doing it should never be prescriptive i think that's some really solid advice because yeah you should definitely focus on the entertainment element of it as well like sometimes people end up focusing so much on the education element that it ceases to be entertaining anymore and then you know it's like as good as just not having anyone pay attention to it it's as good as like a presentation on the screen then so definitely really great advice so thank you so much for talking to us today this was really great and i definitely learned a lot and i hope our listeners did too yes i hope so and congratulations on all the work you are doing at fempower it's really awesome thank you so and much and i hope it really grows into something big thank you